Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. This is John Massengill sitting in studio with Jonathan Green. Yowza. And Mr. Les Kaiser. Howdy. We are fired up about tonight's show. Right off the bat, I'm going to start with the big one. We got Connor Daly joining us live here in about 15 minutes. The hardest working man in motorsports is going to talk about his latest he endeavors. He's done it all. I love it. He's he's come up through the. He's, I mean, it's hard enough being the son of a of a Formula One racing driver and Derek Daly, who then, of course, has become a fantastic uh, uh, pundit and uh, TV guy in motor racing. But uh, Connor works it. He's based in Indiana. He's done Indy. He's done GP three. He's done the lot. And now he's going NASCAR. Going NASCAR to the Xfinity series. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think it's great. You know, they say uh, you know. To win, you got to get up one more time than you've been knocked down. Connor's on it. Yeah, I saw Connor yesterday. I was in mid-Ohio at um, the race for Trans Am there. I'll tell you a little about that later. But uh, he was there just kind of getting a look around the whole place because um, he's racing next, well, in two weeks' time at Road America. So he was there with his team just checking it all out. Uh, and interestingly enough, Catherine Legg was trying her hand at Xfinity Racing too. So um, there's some really good crossovers. And how about this for a story? Guess who was racing in Trans Am yesterday? Um, I don't know. The big legend, the Hall of Famer, Bill Elliott. Oh, yeah, Chase yeah. Elliott might be winning, but <laughs> Bill Elliott's doing Trans Am. That's a bigger story. That is a huge story. He's a great guy, too. All right, well, let me run down what we got on the show. Obviously, we've got Connor Daly coming on here in a few minutes. We're also going to recap the MotoGP race in Austria. Oh, awesome. Was, yeah, the finish to that race was really, really good. The hills were alive with the sound of Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, man, man, man. Ducati Even looking strong so, again. Yeah, that that's doing great. And we got to talk about Jorge Martin, too. Yeah, and also we've got an interview with several of the F4 drivers, F4, uh, the Ameri- for F4 Americas, you know, F4 the Americas and three yep both of those guys both of those series and then we've got a couple of stories we're going to talk about the formula one a little update on the miami gp yep. that's going to try to happen in uh 2020 is, is hamilton still leading the chat i can't remember <laughs> it seems it's like only weeks been two ago. weeks it's, i mean when are they coming back <laughs> exactly. like some speed monkey not getting your dose well i just you know kind of disappeared all right well let's talk moto gp guys the the yep. uh jorge lorenzo for ducati wins again and it was a fantastic end to this race with he and Mark Marquez going at it. And Dovey right behind him. And, and yeah. of course, Rossi starting in 14th. Uh, really pleased for Rossi because he did a great job. It was a terrible weekend for Yamaha. I mean, uh, Lynn Jarvis actually apologized to, uh, publicly to both his riders after qualifying. Vinales was, what, 11th? And Rossi was even further back. Uh, but Rossi, start, yeah. yeah, Rossi did come through and, and managed to eke out a, a top six place. But I, I don't know, Les, you were probably, I was busy doing Trans Am. What, what, what went wrong with Yamaha all weekend? You know, I, I didn't really get to see that portion of it. 
But the whole thing, everything was off. I was seeing, you know, Twitter spirit blowing up about what are they thinking? What's happening? Is this the end? You know, kind of statements like that. And I just got to, I don't know. I, let's go back to the end of the race. Really, Jorge? You want to go back? You want to leave Ducati? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it was pretty well, funny. Cause, yeah. I, I, but but we were, but but interesting you say that because it was such a really different race and I, and the, the helicopter shots uh, really did show quite an interesting aspect of both Ducatis and Honda's bikes uh, and one thing I noticed was just how quick in a straight line Honda are now uh, compared to where they were against Ducati be- before we used to you know marvel at uh, Ducati's top end speed but not at their nimbleness in the corners but now it seems they've got mid end uh, mid corner speed. Uh, and and the Honda is is a match for them on on the straights. On the straights, yeah. I was watching that and watching Marquez. I, I think he was actually catching Lorenzo. It looked like he was gaining on the straights, which you know that's very unducati like. But let's just go to Les's point. Uh, back in Le Mans, that's the what fifth round of the championship okay. this year. Yeah, Lorenzo had not scored any points. He was somewhere, he hadn't hardly scored anything. He was a long way behind and had won nothing. And that's when he quit Ducati because he said, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Uh, you know, and look at him. And now, like you say, he's winning races. He's third in the championship and he's still in contention. Do we think that... Has he done an Alonso? Yeah. <laughs> Do we think that someone could catch Marquez? Because, you know, three weeks ago, a month ago, there was no way. That Tiger we Woods, possibly. <laughs> that was fun to watch today. Oh. He'll use a nine iron on him. <laughs> it was good to see Tiger Woods. Uh, That's a nice reference. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but, yeah, could could some, could some the Ducati team, could somebody, could Lorenzo catch Mark Marquez for the championship? Um, it's, it's doubtful the way Mark's riding at the moment. Uh, Rossi is still second. Um, and, but, uh, you know, it, like, weekends like this where he really doesn't have, you know, he's got one hand tied behind his back. Um, he, Mark, the thing is about MotoGP and you know this all too well, uh, it only needs one off and it doesn't need an injury. It only needs one major off for Marquez. And suddenly I think it's 49 points, maybe 59. I, it, it's, it's close. You're yeah. right. That's why I say that because Marquez because of his riding style, I mean, we saw some of that today, is that he's always on the edge. And, Mark, you know, if Marquez does another DNF and and Ducati continues to win, uh, you could get him get Ducati back in the race of this thing. Yeah, it's 59 points to Rossi and 71 to Jorge. And 25 points for a win. So it only needs, and we've got a long way to go yet, it only needs a wet race and a bit of a, you know, conflab or Marquez. Today is a good example. The commentators were said, he's not going to fight with Lorenzo. He's got the world championship to think about it. It's just not how he races. He's all out or nothing. And there were several times in the last four laps where both riders could have come off. It didn't matter to Lorenzo. He's, you know, he's got to go desperate because he's way behind. But Marquez could have taken his whole championship out by just wanting that win only uh, at a time where he had a, an enormous lead. Imagine if one of those turn four moves or turn nine moves uh, had not come off. I mean, that one at turn four was sensational, which Lorenzo covered off. 
but he, I knew he was going to do it, and yeah. it, it, like, and so did Lorenzo. He go, he literally blocked past him, and I, and I, I remember at the time thinking he's going to go up the inside. I know the corner; it's a Formula One corner. It's the same thing. You go up the inside, you block the pass, you pull on the anchors, and the guy can't turn in. But Lorenzo was smart. He went wide, said okay, and then just jumped across him, and that, that was over it. and under. Yeah, oh, it, was it was brilliant. It was really annoying watching a MotoGP race with Jonathan. Because <laughs> he kept he kept commentating before what the commentators so were just saying. Turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did. You must have done that five times. Going well, what about that? And the guy would re- repeat everything you were saying. But okay. hey, what about the uh, what about the MotoGP app? Remember, I was talking about how good the Formula One app was. But what about the MotoGP app? It was hey, awesome. I, I have been using it, and you know, they we talked about the different views of the Formula One app oh, yeah. that's going on. What I like about the MotoGP app is you can put on four views: the camera, you know, the uh, the commentary view. You can put two on board camera views and the helicopter view. You can put all of that on the screen at one time. Is there time. a Rossi Pillion view? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take that. <laughs> That'd be fun. But you can put all of that on the screen at one time. So if you've got a big 70-inch, yeah. you know, you've got a great view of this race and seeing everything that's going on. I absolutely love that and seeing all that information. And you don't you see all those different views without really moving your head much. <laughs> And you can keep up with immediate actions on it. Well, I said this to John, and I've said it before. I think MotoGP, and they've been doing this for many years now, are still the world leader and are leading the field in motorsport in coverage. NASCAR do a brilliant job in terms of their amount of cameras, Formula One, obviously. Um, but I think MotoGP for the super slow-mos, which I think are more effective on bikes, uh, for, like you say, the options, but the app itself, the ability to watch on demand, you never miss anything because you can watch at your own pace they mark each race so you can see the incidents uh, i really like the, the way they develop the app and all the information's there and it's all in video you don't, want, even, you don't even read a news story anymore you just watch videos i want a couple more bits of data on that that they have in their system already i want to see the uh the dash of the driver so that we see the warnings that they pop up on the dash nowadays sure. i'd love to see that and i'd love to see that dial that they show when you watch MotoGP on TV and it, it's the speed and the braking and, and I miss that lean angle. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Fantastic. I was just talking to Jonathan. We were watching. I was going, I don't know if you can get MotoGP in 4K anywhere, but if what if you had one of those giant screens, 4K, slow-mo, I, I want to see the tread block deflection is what <laughs> I want to see. I mean, because this sport is so conducive to that slow-mo, awesome video stuff. I mean, it'd be, that'd be amazing. All awesome. right, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, we got to take a break because we got Connor Daly coming up next after this break. You are listening to Speed City. We are live in Austin, Texas, and we'll join you after these messages. Hey, beer people. It's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. 
Do you want to drive a rally car? Well, you can a dirtfish. Get behind the wheel of an all-wheel drive Subaru WRX STI or rear-wheel drive Subaru BRZ rally car at our 315-acre training facility. Learn advanced car control skills on any surface in any condition on our 12 different rally courses. Drift through corners, hammer down straightways, go fast, get sideways, and visit dirtfish.com. MV Agusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MV Agusta and Ducati factory authorised technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutale Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MV Agusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Agusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. Ducati Austin and the home of MV Agusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Roger Hayden, Factory Yoshi Mira Suzuki. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, we got Connor Daly coming up here in just a minute. I want to get in and sneak in a quick clip of from MotoGP today. We were talking. Very happy. Very <laughs> Uh, let's let, let's that's, let, a, that's the quickest I can do. <laughs> I want to play this clip from Jorge Lorenzo because uh, winner of today's race, For looking good. Satisfied. And, and, so right, let's, hear, <laughs> let's hear from the real Jorge Lorenzo. Jorge, that was absolute class. Early on, it looked like you were not so fast, but 10 laps to go, it looked like you pulled the pin. Please tell us what happened. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't expect that Mark so, so quick at the beginning. He really was wanted to push to... To open the gap, so I needed to to push, but at the same time save a little bit the tires and the and the benzene. And then uh, ten laps to the end, I decided to to, pu- to 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 attack. But Mark was there, was always there, and I knew he wanted he wanted to try it. So was uh, I was stronger in some areas of the track, especially in the in the uphill in fifth gear. But he was very strong in the second corner in this braking, so he always overtook me. But uh, in the last in the last lap, uh, I. I he didn't expect it myself by the outside uh, in the acceleration, so it was a little bit surprised for him. And then when I overtook him, I pushed at the limit, uh, risking so much on the braking, but I did it and I finished. I was a stronger. <laughs> he was true? stronger today. The Mallorcan king. I was, I'll tell you, I, you know, I think I've said this before. Everybody was counting the out, said, oh, you know, he's going to get... It want, I always said it. Once he comes to grips, I remember when he was here and everybody was writing him off going, oh, what'd you go to Ducati for? You were nowhere. Remember here yeah. back in April, he was nowhere. And then come Lamont, he was way, way back and hadn't scored a damn thing. And now look at him go. All righty. Well, I got to ask, because honestly, I, I could see buyer's remorse in this for that autograph. <laughs> What uh, what are what are the chances? Or have you ever heard of anybody backing up and go? Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. No, and uh, I'm afraid that ship has sailed. He's not going to a bad home though. <laughs> it's you know that's the thing that we haven't uh, yeah. talked about. How he's, exciting he's, is that going to be? Going, I mean, he's going. Honda doesn't get any bigger than Honda. So, hey, end of story. It's going to be. I tell you what, it is going to be good. 
is next year the little the little maestro against yeah. the, the the manipulator, as it were, in the Lorenzo. The two Spaniards going head to head, awesome on the same machinery. Well, we saw a little taste of that today. All right, guys, we have our guest. We're very excited to welcome back to Speed City, Mr. Connor Davey. Connor, welcome back to Speed City. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. How's it going? Uh, it's going Pretty awesome. Good. Yeah. First question, how good was that golf? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was uh, I was shouting at the TV screen. Tiger was, was dropping balls in holes. And he was doing, uh, doing some incredible stuff. I mean, obviously, we all want him to win, right? It, right. it would be so cool to see that. But, uh, yeah. I guess he came up short. I I, I got to ask you this because I was because th- I saw your tweet. That's why I asked you. But I I mean you know you guys have a lot of pressure, especially because your life is on the line when you're a racing driver. But when you watch golf like that and that 18th hole, that is pure sport pressure like no other, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, because everyone is watching Tiger, so the fact that you know he's dealing with that, but also like mentally he he's got to be at another level above any of those guys because everyone he knows everyone wants him to win so uh i have to give him credit i mean you know tiger has always been good right but now that he's on this comeback tour everyone wants him to win probably even more so than when he was you know like 10 years ago so uh it's pretty cool to see him deal with that and like i don't know i, I mean i'm 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 watching golf now so it's yeah, yeah, made me yeah. <laughs> want to watch Hey, listen, Connor, we bumped into each other yesterday in mid-Ohio. Uh, you were obviously there checking out the Xfinity. Uh, I was there doing the Trans Am. But uh, give me an idea on what you learned yesterday because the big news is in two weeks' time, this is going to get serious for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just had to learn, uh, you know, the as much as I could, just soak all the information in, sit in the team meetings with the Roush Family Racing team and uh, listen in on, on all the uh, NASCAR Xfinity terminology um, different ways to describe the, you know, the car's handling, what, you know, how, how's everything work? What, what can they adjust in the race? You know, what are the setup changes like after, you know, practice qualifying, et cetera. So just really a, a learning exercise for me. I mean, I don't get to test at all. I don't get to get in the car not once before uh, the first practice. So preparation is key and just got to try and learn as much as I can before the day comes. So how much time did you get with the car already? Zero. He just nothing? said nothing. That's, you've got none? Simulator? Oh, Wow. How about been, simulator? Yeah, I've been in the simulator, simulator for two days, which is great. Like That's like 12 hours total in a simulator. Um, but it's, and the simulator is quite accurate, but it's never like real life. It's well, you, never the heat and rocks flying and stuff, you know, smells and all that stuff. So. Well, you, you walk in, you, you're doing the right thing, though, because the beard's coming on. You've got a bit of a, da- <laughs> you've got a Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming on there. So that, that's working for you. What was that, Terry? I said, you, you, you're getting the look, though. The, the beard's coming into a nice Dale Jr. Uh, for yeah. you. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm a very American man, so I'm trying to live <laughs> this NASCAR dream out a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, all my family's coming up. A lot of my friends are coming up from Indianapolis. So um, I, I, my, I got a couple of mannerisms that would fit well in NASCAR. So, uh, I'm, in the end, I'm a racing driver. I'll drive anything with wheels and a, uh, you know, and some, and, and, and some pedals. So, I can't wait. All right. Well, they do have that one thing where you throw your helmet at somebody else. So be sure and practice. <laughs> I like my helmet. So I don't know if I'm going to do that. Who knows? Someone. I've had like 20 people say I should fight someone at some point. So, but in all I don't ser- know if I'll do that. But 
but, we'll in, see. but in all serious, Connor, we've been watching. You were our first ever interview on Speed City, and we've been watching your career with yeah. great interest from GP3, obviously IndyCar, Indy Lights before that. Um, you, you know, you're one of the typical guys that is like we described you as the, the hardest working guy because you know you just you I know because I've been around to all these other venues and I see you. You are working it. You are trying to get the ride. You don't have the millions of dollars behind you, and so therefore you are on pure talent. So I think this is a big move for you because I, we've had some fun with, with it. But, hey, this is a great opportunity. Catherine Legg was there this week. I know she's having a look at Xfinity too. Um, but do you see it as a possibility? I know you still love Indy, and we want you to continue. And Mid-Ohio was a good example of how well you can still do. Um, but, you know, is this something that maybe uh, could, you know, re, re, reignite your future? I mean, it's hard to say. you gotta, you got to look at the history of guys like, you know, Dario Franchini, one Montoya. Um, you know, coming over to, to try and ask our Danica Patrick as well. And, you know, it's tough. It's a totally different world. You know, if you're going to commit to full time, you know, Dario and Danica and Juan were with really, really good teams. And they struggled to, to be as dominant as they were in, in the, uh, you know, in the open wheel world. So, uh, you know, it, it's certainly just an opportunity. It's a, it's a chance to do something different. It's a chance to maybe um, surprise some people. It's a chance to, uh, you know, get some just more broader experience for my own career. Um, and who knows what will happen in the future. I mean, I'm still focused on, you know, working every day to get towards being a racing driver where I can make a living doing it. Um, and wherever that is, as I've said, I think for a few years, you know, I don't, I don't mind. I don't know whether, you know, I don't mind whether it's IndyCar, sports cars, NASCAR. Um, you know, as long as I'm driving a racing car and, and have, the opportunity to compete at a high level, um, you know, I, I, I'd be, I'd be happy, but every fiber of my soul still wants to just fight for an IndyCar seat and get in there because I do really, really enjoy that. And I have a passion for it. And I, I do believe that I can do it. I just, you know, would like to be in one, one seat for more than, uh, you know, more than at least a six month period. <laughs> That's got to be frustrating, I know. Uh, and I've, I've, over the years, it seems like we've had this conversation more than once, Connor. But uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, you're talented, and people recognize that because you're getting these phone calls. So uh, to me, it's just a matter of time. One of these is going to land, and it's going to be that opportunity that you're hoping for. Yeah, I think really the the, the biggest problem I've had is I, I can't really be assertive, right? I don't have the uh, you know assistance that I could be assertive and you know, other certain teams where, you know, they might need a little bit of help, which some guys have, and, and then they can make it work and they, you know, have great debuts. Um, and, and then they, you know, then they find a home, but, you know, for me, I came into the coin situation, you know, they, well, there wasn't a lot of sponsorship there and then there was none at the end of the year. So then a point hired me, which I thought was the perfect place for me to be for a few years. And then they needed money. So it was, it was one of those situations where I just haven't found the right, the right opportunity um, to, to sort of make a home. And, and I'm, I'm working on that. You know, I, I, I don't even show up and talk to these teams unless, you know, I know that I've got something, you know, in my pocket, like some, some sponsorship or some sort of assistance. And thankfully, you know, Harding called me up without needing that. Um, you know, I think they, they need a little bit now. I think they're going to need some in the future. But, you know, at least it gave me another opportunity in a totally last-minute situation and a totally new car, totally new everything, to go out and, you know, try and fight for, you know, qualifying in the Fast 12, at, you know, two weekends in a row. So, I'm really proud of that. 
And, uh, you know, I'm still working on everything on the background just to try and be able to, you know, be assertive and slot myself in somewhere where I think I have a chance to be competitive. Yeah, talk, Connor, talk about that uh, Harding ride for a second because, I, I, you know, people saw you on the grid and, and, and if they're not too deep into Indy, they might not have known. But you're right. That was not with any preparation. It was a sort of last-minute call, have helmet, will travel. And you really paid, paid off well here. So how did that come together? And, and, and is there a chance of that uh, leading to more Indy? Uh, I mean, it was just the last minute. I mean, I know a lot of those guys in that team, they, they wanted a different technical opinion on the car. And, uh, you know, for me, that's something I pride myself on is, is my technical feedback. And um, I think I was able to go in there and at least give them a, a, a different perspective on, on, you know, the car handling, the car setup. And in the end, it worked out for them. And if that's it, then that's it. And we had a great run. But if not, hopefully we can do more. You know what? There's got to be a part of you that when that call came – Hopefully, there's still a part of you that does this and go, wow, this could be a lot of fun. This is going to be just badass fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was definitely excited. I mean, it's it's, it's more than I thought I was going to be doing this year. Um, you know, super thankful for that chance. And uh, it was fun to be in a competitive environment, to be racing, to be, uh, you know, fighting for guys immediately in the top 12. To make it through to the fast 12 was, was uh, you know, was huge for me. I was over the moon excited in that qualifying session in Toronto for sure. You know, uh, uh, it's great seeing another race. Uh, you might say that it's an amazing race. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice, <yeah>. nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I, I, I'll tell you, it was so much fun seeing two guys we know very well. In prime well, time. Yeah, prime time, getting exposure, getting to know them. Because, you know, so often, I mean, I, I consider us very lucky, and, that, and that's why we like sharing these guys with our audience is getting to know them beyond just behind the wheel and in the suit. But, uh, Connor, would you be open to maybe, uh, I don't know, dancing with stars or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> I would do any television show. <laughs> Good man. Well, here's an invite. Uh, you can come and join us for Formula One in October. We'd love to have you in the booth. Hey, you know what? We I'll may have an event. All right, good, right. Connor Daly is going to join okay, us for it's F1. Done deal. I like it. That's a contractually, but he's now contractually bound based I, on I, that. It's right? recorded. He said yes. <laughs> hey, as long as I get paid to do something, I'll be there. Fair I, enough. I gotta work. I gotta exactly. I can't, I can't offer my talents up for free anymore. I gotta. I gotta, right. I gotta get a job. Exactly. <laughs> my parents. I gotta make my parents proud. <laughs> You know what? I was thinking about you when I was talking to a lot of the F3 guys yesterday because I was talking to uh, particularly Kyle Kirkwood because um, F3 now, and, and, and this wasn't an opportunity in your past per se, but they've got an opportunity now to get super license points, which you were on the, you know, on the way to, and uh, gives them another option uh, to go either the Indy route or possibly towards GP3, GP, uh, you know, or Formula 2. Um, you know, Carl Kirkwood, great kid. He's won every F3 race, um, but he's, you know, he could be facing the same sort of thing as you, you know, which is he's got the talent, but it's hard to find the backing. Yeah, it's a tough challenge no matter who you are. I mean, thankfully for him, he's doing all the right things that you need to be doing, you know, ticking the boxes, winning everything. Um, I think he's very good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. when I get when I have young drivers asking where they should go or what they should do, I don't have an answer anymore. I really don't because I, you know, I see guys using the Maserati to Indy and, and that's obviously worked, but that's now gone. Yeah. So, you know, the scholarship system has worked very well, but when you don't have that, you know, what do people do? Are our teams ready to commit to actually having young drivers as part of their teams? Are they willing to commit, you know, to understanding that if they're going to accept new drivers, they're probably not going to come with a million dollar, you know, prize fund. I don't mm -hmm. know. Who knows? So, so we'll see.
Yeah, it's it's one of the toughest things in this sport. It's the it's so unique to motorsports, and, and it it does make interesting to follow and and root for guys like you that we know can do well, but don't have that backing. But it's a really tough thing to to see sometimes to watch you guys not get the opportunity. I know it. It's uh it's pretty cool to at least have the opportunity and. And be here for it, and uh, and and you just work on the future, really. Well, we're talking to Connor Daly. Sounds like he's having a bit of a party in the background, but uh, <laughs> uh, number he's in the number six Ford Mustang for Rash Fenway Racing at uh, Road America. I'm sure it's a circuit you know well, but Road America in two weeks' time, uh, August 25th. I'll actually be there doing Trans Am. So if you need me to polish the headlights, I don't know, <laughs> carry carry water for you, whatever you need, man, I'm there. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks as always. All right. Thanks, That's Connor Daly. Thanks for coming on the show again, buddy. Take care, buddy. Good luck with no that. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Awesome. Yep. He's just up for anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. I, well, like I said, that. why do you he do some Trans Am no. with us? He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm up. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say no to anything. And it's a good folks, attitude. Yeah, and and the guy you just heard, that's what he is in person. Yeah, he that, is. Yeah, that's true. He's one of those that that's just him. You know, we ran into him on you know, on a uh, carb day at Indy, we run into him around here in different tracks. That's just the everyday Connor Daly. We and you just... know what? He, I've never seen him kind of, he's got some good ties, some good family ties from Doug Bowles, who runs the Speedway at Indianapolis to his own father, of course, Derek Daly. But I've never seen him pull those strings. And, you know, he's his own man, you know, and yeah. he, and not that he needs to, because he's got so much talent. And it really, th- this story just, you know, of young guys well, remember, trying to make it up. his mother was a champion jet ski racer. That's right. <laughs> He's got it all. All right, we got to take a break, guys. When we come back, we are going to continue the conversation with some of these F4 and F3 drivers that you were just talking about, Mr. Green. we got some interviews with Kyle Kirkwood and Benjamin Patterson and the like. So stick with us through the break and listen to Speed City live in Austin, Texas. Are you craving an adrenaline rush? Well, get your fix at Dirtfish. Get sideways on one of our race-ready Subaru WRX STIs or Subaru BRZs. Learn advanced car control skills on any surface in any condition. Test your skills on 12 different rally courses across our 315-acre training facility. Get your adrenaline fix by visiting dirtfish.com. The Austin East KOA Campground. Just 15 minutes from Circuit of the Americas and downtown Austin, and just two minutes from the Travis County Expo Center and Central Texas Fishing at Decker Lake. Featuring amenities for every style of camping, from tent sites to luxury RV pull-throughs and cabins, plus a pool, showers, and laundry. Nestled in tall oak trees on the edge of the hill country, all the pleasures of the Lone Star State await you at Austin East KOA. To make your reservation, visit austineastkoa.com. Your next chance at $1,000 with a big cash bribe is tomorrow at 7.03 on Talk 1370. Hi, this is Magnus Walker. Greetings from downtown LA and thanks for tuning in to Speed City. Keep Austin weird and get out and drive and pedal to the metal. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Everybody says keep Austin weird. Are we that weird? I don't feel like I'm that weird. 
I don't know. The whole world's getting weird over here. <laughs> okay, I don't really know what that means, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go even. We seem pretty further. normal. Yeah, we seem pretty normal now. Well, Mr. Jonathan Green spent the weekend, uh, the first part of the weekend anyway, up at Mid Ohio, and got some interviews with these Formula Three and Formula guys. You know, these young guys. That's the whole idea here is that we, you guys, it's funny. We just said, we interviewed Connor Daly just now, and we said he was our first interview. Well, he was a kid. Was almost six years ago. Yeah, he was a kid then, and we've been following young drivers. You know, the next interview, it's funny. Remember after Connor Daly who it was? It was Alexander. Alexander Rossi. So we've been, something that we've been, it's been a part of our DNA, really, is to follow young race drivers through. I mean, Jonathan, you go to Macau every year, and the best of the world goes through there. We had Fernando Alonso on one time, We too. did have Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a kid at that point. No, no, he, he was somebody. But, but that's my favorite part, is that these guys do become household names overnight, uh, and, and it's nice to know them before they were big. Yeah, and and like, for example, I think I want to start with this Kyle Kirkwood, because he has, I mean, we we had him on the show last year. We actually had him on the show, and he'll refer to this in this interview. We were doing our Formula One play-by-play broadcast at Coda last year. He's lost year. the job to Connor now. Yeah, and he came in the booth for just the last, I don't know, five or ten minutes, and he was fantastic, and it was great to have a driver. He'd been on the circuit that day in an F4 car, uh, but but Kirkwood, he won the champ- the F4 championship last year, and now he's come out and won every single, is that correct? Every correct. single F3. All six F3 races in two venues. Yeah, and so... And he's won 10 of 12 in the Road to Mazda. So I want to go and play. We've got a nice... It's a great interview with Kyle Kirkwood, and it, it's about eight minutes, but it's so good. It talks all about the young drivers. So let's, uh, let's hear from Kyle Kirkwood. Okay, Speed City fans. Kyle Kirkwood on the show again. He's been in become our most... Go-to guy. On, of our 600 interviews we've done, Kyle is, is starting to go up there in the charts. But he's like the Energizer Bunny. He doesn't just keep going. He keeps winning. Yeah. Another win. So three here, three in Pittsburgh. Uh, pretty good start to an F3 campaign. Oh, it definitely is. We, we've won. Yeah, six, six races in one. Or, sorry, six races we've won in a row. And uh, two sweeps. So we're we're ecstatic. We've got this car on rails now, honestly, and it's uh, it's been a great two weekends. Now, I mean, I knock on wood, but we we haven't lost a race since uh, May of this year. I was say, tell us about the other championship yeah. because you're winning there too. Yeah, so we've won nine out of a sorry, maybe maybe more. Maybe it's ten out of ten out of twelve races. I believe we've won. And um, our winning streak just keeps getting higher and higher. We lost, the only two races we lost was the second race at St. Petersburg and then the first race at the NDGP. And then since the second race at NDGP, we've won everything and swept every single weekend. And um, yeah, we've, we've been just on a roll. We've had the USF car, which was uh, amazing so far. And we've got one more race than that. And hopefully we can clean up and get a... Uh, Get the mo- right now we have the most consecutive wins in the series ever, and uh, we're trying to tie J.R. Hildebrand for most wins in a season. And now here we're uh, we've got a lot of focus on here, trying to get uh, as many wins as possible in this. We've made it look easy the past uh, the past six races, but it's not been easy. We've been working very hard to get where we're at, and um, we're going to keep having to work hard to, to stay where we're at. So it's uh, it's it's been good so far, and we're just going to keep the same mentality that we've had. 
When I've met young men like you in racing uh, that are having the success, and I'm thinking Lando Norris, I'm thinking Lance Stroll, uh, when they were coming through the ranks, they were winning all the time. And their frustration was they wanted to see how good they really were because sometimes, not that you've got great competition against you, but you kind of just want to go, how quickly can I get up the ranks? Because, you know, uh, this sport is one of those sports where, you know, you've got to keep going, you've got to keep going quickly, and you've got to be noticed. Are you, you know, are you sort of chomping at the bit to go to the next level? Um, always. Always going to be chomping at the bit to go to the next level, and uh, right now we're doing so well. And, yeah, I mean, if I could jump into something bigger like F2 or over in Europe, GP3, maybe some uh, some prototype stuff over in Europe, Whatever it may be, even an IndyCar test or Indy Lights test would be amazing. But it's uh, it's kind of one of the things where you just got to keep your keep working your way up and keep doing what you're doing, and that's what that's what we're we're doing right now, and that's our our goals is to to just keep moving up the ladder as obviously as quickly as possible, but not to to a point where you're going too quick because then you just get overwhelmed. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, you still have to have that pace, like you said, and keep getting noticed, keep winning. Uh, keep winning races and championships uh, year after year in different things so it's, uh, it's, it's a big push for me right now. The problem for a lot in the past anyway for Americans is making that leap to Europe and being noticed. Alex Rossi took his time, Santino Ferrucci as you know, uh, Gustavo Menezes all of these guys uh, have had modicums of success and are good drivers um, the question is where do you jump to now? I mean Toyota Racing Series we've mentioned that mm -hmm. uh, Formula 3 FIA Formula 3 itself over there it's now changing next year do you want to be in Europe next year? Um, I really wish I could that, mm -hmm. that's uh, it's always been a goal of mine since I was a kid in karting to go after Formula 1 since I was 5 years old and um, whatever I'll do to get there um, I will but it's uh, it comes down to sponsorship and funding which is a story of a lot of drivers' lives, and um, it's a lot easier to race over here and kind of have your sights towards IndyCar because um, the sponsors are here. They want to keep their money in the U.S. sort of thing, and that's where their companies are at. And fortunately, I don't have the backing myself to go over there and do even a test. So it's uh, if I can figure out a way to get over there, I will. That's what I, that's always been a goal to get into FIA F3, uh, GP3, F2, whatever it may be, some something higher there that that. Formula One teams will actually notice me, and um, I, I, I really hope I can someday. Well, we're all hopeful, Speed City fans. We're all looking for the next F1 guy um, and, and, and the next American to go to go onto international shores, as it were. And we've had some success, and there's plenty of guys out there. I'm thinking guys you've raced against. Um, um, you know, well, the, Lance was one of them. Lance, I, exactly. Lance I raced Stroll. against yeah. uh, a race against Lance. Cameron Das. Cameron Das. Yeah, I'm not sure how he's doing. I know he's doing the Logan Euro Sergeant. Open. Another one. Logan. Logan, like he's probably my best friend. I started karting with him in uh, probably 2005, 2006, and we raced like all over Florida, the Florida Winter Tour, the local races there. We were always racing against each other. We're best friends. He's actually home now from uh, his break in Reno, and um, I'll, pro I'll probably see him tomorrow, to be honest. And then Lance Stroll is another one who uh, raced against also in the Florida Winter Tour, and we were always neck and neck, but he's the one that always had the big RV and big toter home off in the corner, showing up on the helicopter sort of thing, and uh, we were stuck out of the back of our truck, but we are still able to compete with them. So... It's he's still not, got his number. His dad might have a team next year. <laughs> you, know, you know, he kind of has a team already, but he might, he <laughs> yeah, might have might another have one. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, uh, I, I'm sure I do somewhere. And uh, I know I have Lance's number, but it's, uh, I'm not. That's not. That's, I don't know uh, how that would work out. 
Listen, finally, two much tougher questions. Who's going to win the Formula One championship when you will be on the grid at Cota? Who's going to be leading the championship and who's eventually going to win it? And I'm talking Ham- Hamilton or Vettel. I'll, make, I'll, make it, I'll yeah, narrow it maybe. down. And what do you drive? Because we always like to find out what, what the racing drivers drive when they're not racing. Um, I, so I think, honestly, I think Lewis is going to end up walking away with it. And uh, once, we, once we get to Coda, it's, uh, it's going to be a walk in the park for him. And they're typically pretty quick there. And um, I think uh, Ferrari's had a little bit of bad luck this year. And obviously that crash in, uh, where was it? I think it was in Germany. Yeah. Germany where uh, Vettel went off in the rain. That was a, a big downfall for him. It lost a lot of points there. And uh, he'll have to get his head wrapped around it to, to be able to catch back up in the championship against someone who's been on a roll for so many years with an amazing car and an amazing team. What do you drive? I drive a little 2 Series BMW. It's, uh, it's not, nothing special. It's just something to get me from point A to point B. Okay, well, we'll sell that. We'll put that into the, into the, into the fund for Fund Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah. Give us your handle so that if there is some rich guy thinking, I could back the next American, we can find you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully that's uh, that's always a goal of mine. If I if I can get if I can get some kind of big sponsorship and go over there, I know I can prove myself. That's uh, that's something that um, I've I, like like I said, it's something I've always wanted to do. And if I can have the backing to do it, I I believe in myself that I can get it done. All right. Well, put, put it, tell us where you are on Facebook and Twitter and. Oh yeah, it's uh, my my Instagram is Kyle underscore Kirkwood. My Twitter handle is K Kirkwood Racing, and Facebook is Kyle underscore Kirkwood also. And you find it on there. I do a lot more, a lot of posts on uh, Twitter and Instagram, especially, and I uh, keep you updated after, pretty much after the weekend on Facebook. So if you're listening and you got some money, Kyle Kirkwood, <laughs> the next Formula One hopeful from the United States, and even a pretty good handy commentator, I may add, because he helped me last year. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. Thank you so much. Well done again. Six in a row. You can't go better than that. Best of luck at New Jersey. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what a, a kid has to what do. What do you have to do, you know? Because right now, so he's leading. He won the F4 championship last year, US F4. Yep. He's leading the, F, the new F3 championship last won year. Won all the races so far. Yeah. And then also this same, also this year, USF 2000. On the road to Indy. Yeah. 10 he's of won 12. 10 of 12. Wow. And, I mean, and if that was in American football, and Les. Yeah. Back me up. Serious he would story. be right. He'd be looking at any college he wanted. He'd be in the draft as at least you know you second college first first <laughs> round second round pick. Oh yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He's 19 yeah. years of age. If you put that in a football sense, uh, and that's actually the best analogy I can give. He would be right up there. He would be a Heisman Trophy contender. Yeah. And yet, as you heard in that interview, what did he say? I can't afford to go to Europe. Even for a test, even for a test, yeah, to impress those oh, guys. Come on. So come if on, you're guys. out there, guys, Look. if there's a Texan out there, if there's a Californian out there, come Let's on. Let's everybody pool our frequent flyer miles. Let's do it. <laughs> Kyle him. Kirkwood. If everybody Go keeps saying, "Where's the Kyle next American?" Kirkwood. Guys, Speed City are showing you the way. Kyle Kirkwood. Look him up. That's where you, you know, I mean, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. We got All right. Him. Well, let's hear an interview with, with another American. Yep. Who's currently leading the F4, F4 championship, Dakota Dickerson. Okay, Speed City fans, I'm here with Dakota Dickerson. I'm trying to keep up with all the F3, F4 action, as it were. Um, not racing this weekend, um, but you really want to race in F3, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think leading the F4 championship, we're obviously expecting to race F3 next year, hopefully. So I'd like to dip my toes into the season this year. So here at Mid-Ohio, just bugging all the teams, trying to get a ride. Have you tried the car itself yet? 
I haven't. I actually haven't gotten into the car yet. It looks like we might be able to do a test before New Jersey, which is the next event, the third round for um, F3. So I might try and do a test there, but I haven't gotten able to drive it yet. So you at Pittsburgh in F4. How's it going? How's the season? It's going really well. I think um, we, we got the win at Mid-Ohio here for, I believe that was the fourth round in the F4, or fourth weekend in F4, and we did pretty well at New Jersey, or sorry, Pittsburgh, but we still have a lead. Uh, hoping to keep that going for New Jersey, but, you know, it's very tight. The top four in the championship are all within 33 points, which is very close to the FIA points standard, so keep pushing and hoping to get some more wins. Now, at Speed City, we haven't got a lot of money, but we've invested in a massive radar, and that radar only looks at young Americans coming up, and you are right in the middle of that radar. Tell us about, first of all, for, for, for people listening for the first time, your background and your trajectory. Where do you want to go? Yeah, absolutely. So my background is, is coming in a lot of go-karts. So my family raced carts back back in the day. My grandma actually raced go-karts. So <laughs> it's been in the family. Um, and I've gotten to Formula Cars through Skip Barber Racing School. We won a couple of scholarships there. So that's what got me into Formula Cars. And for me, running an F4 and F3, obviously, there's the FIA points, which is awesome for the Americans because that's never really been done for us. So I think at 21 years old, unfortunately, I'm a bit too old to pursue Formula One. But I think my goal is IndyCar, but I think it's great that F4 United States Championship and F3 Americas is allowing young drivers to be able to rack up those FIA points to go and pursue a Formula 1 career while still staying here in the States. I was going to say, do you think, I mean, that said, I mean, I like the fact that a kid of 21 now probably has more options than, than a kid 10 years ago because I mean, you could go the Alex Rossi route, which is to go over to Europe, race a little bit in, um, you know, in some of the Formula races there. And okay, maybe a little bit too old for Formula 1, but Indy could be a real... Uh, possibility oh absolutely i think the f4 united states championship and f3 americas is giving a lot of people opportunities where like you said 10 years ago weren't possible so i think this is really a place where i can showcase what i can do continue to build on what i need to learn to get to those top ranks and this is ultimately the best way to do it for me when he said his his grandma went racing i just visualized this gray-haired lady on a go on a, on a go. She might go have cart. raced when she was a teenager. You didn't, you didn't I know, specify. I know, but that's when. Just, he didn't say. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> no. hey, they have drag racing. <laughs> no, no, that's that's a whole different thing. You've gone down a path. Here. I, I tell you what, when your grandma races, you gotta be a racer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you can't go. Oh, I think I'll be a doctor. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, Les, we've got a, a guest. Of, I'm going to get radical. We are going to get, get radical. radical. We've got a, a radical driver. All right, listen to Speed City Live in Austin. Back after these messages. Ambi Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Ambi Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Ambi Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. 
Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. I think I'm going to Catman Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Hey, during the break, I heard that Sellers Brewery commercial. We're going to partner up with those guys, right? Oh, we are. We are. Hey, and if you aren't familiar with Sellers, Belgium-styled Texas brewed, and it is awesome beers. It's original stuff, too. They are I want Belgium. you to come try them out. August 22nd, but I'm going to challenge you to drive a European Uh-oh. car because Speed City and Sellers are getting together. 6 o'clock, August 22nd, at the brewery and tap room. Fast cars and beer. Wait a right. minute. Drink responsibly and don't drive at all. How's exactly. that? There you go. But uh, yeah, come on out. August 22nd, it's going to benefit our friends at Make-A-Wish. So uh, oh, that's come cool. down. There's oh, uh, a good. lot of fun. It is a family environment. Uh, you know, don't don't think it's some uh, some pub that you can't be there with kids and enjoy it. Very much a family environment. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you, you know, more speed. You know, more speed because everyone wants a little more speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, the uh, those guys have been around Speed City quite a while. They're always pointing people out. I'm talking with Price Cobb. And I was like, so, Price, what's going on? Lamont winner. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy. And he goes, man, Les, he goes, uh, Radicals are taking off. And it's the new Radical cars, and they have their own racing series. They have all these things, and these Radicals are amazing. He goes, but you got to meet somebody. And I said, who's that? He said, Judd Miller is cleaning house. And he is doing it in one of the radicals, and you got to have him. So uh, let's meet Judd Miller. Judd, welcome to Speed City. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's a nice intro. <laughs> hey, I got to ask though. Uh, you know, I've I've been out at Coda and seen you guys playing around. Why don't you describe a radical to our audience, right quick? What are those? Well, uh, they're they're open open uh, cockpit race cars. I mean, they're uh, uh, they're just absolute blast to drive. There there's a couple of different variations. Um, both of them are based off of a Hibusa uh, motorcycle engine. Uh, the 1500 series is is just the engine. There's also a V8, and that makes uh, 250 300 horsepower. But there's also a V8 version. Uh, which makes over 400 horsepower. These cars are very, very light, and they're very, very fast. They're, they're a lot of fun to drive. i got to ask a question. Uh, you can sound that I'm not from Texas particularly, but when I grew up <laughs> in England, radical racing was one of the most popular sort of forms of, I guess, learning racecraft. Is is it the same car? Yeah, same car. They're very big worldwide. They started over there in England. Uh, they're here in the United States in a pretty big way, and that's uh, what we were doing this weekend. I'm here with uh, the Motor Speed uh, group. You know, Price is here. We just got finished racing today, a couple hours ago, and uh, it was one of their uh, six, uh, one of the six Radical Clubs that they host every year. So uh, this was here at the Utah Motorsports Campus, and then there's two more wrapping up uh, later this month. We've got Watkins Glen, 
and then in October, we've got Laguna Seca. That's going to be the last Ooh. race of the year. And then, and then we'll have six races next year starting there at Coda. And I believe it's in March. Ooh, Fantastic. that's going to be fun going down the corkscrew. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Price tells yeah. me Judd is really getting a handle on these and doing well. He took three third places this weekend. Congrats, Judd. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, this is, for me, it's my first time in a Radical. I only uh, I, I test drove it a couple times there at Coda. And uh, for me, I've never actually raced. I do lots of track events. I spend a lot of time on track at Coda. I've got 1,000-plus laps there. Some other Texas uh, tracks as well. But it's an absolute blast. It's a totally different league when you're racing other light cars. And, and these drivers out here are amazing. They're very fast. Well, let me ask you on that on that subject. You know, how do you get into radical racing? Because it's a relatively inexpensive motor racing, and there's no cheap motor racing. But you know, when I think about carts, can you make the the jump if you like from carts, or do you need to? Where where would you say if you were advising, let's just say, a kid who you know, or a father who's got a kid and they wanted to go radical racing, what do they need to do beforehand? Yeah, no, I think it'd be an easy jump uh, for somebody, especially from carts uh, to to radicals. Um, you know, there's, there's 1340 CC as well. And there's 1500 CCs and, and those things are, are really, really fast, but they're very, very, very stable. Um, the best place to start would be, you know, contacting your local dealer. Certainly in Texas, it's more speed. Uh, those guys can get you set up. Not only can they sell you a car, but they can, they can teach you how to drive it. Oh, it's amazing the, the amount awesome. of support that they, that they provide. Uh, they've got coaches, they've got an entire team. They've got a, you know, a huge 18-wheeler, and they had eight or nine people on their team out here, including Price. Uh, there's only three drivers uh, that are out here with the Radicals, and all those guys are supporting the three drivers that are out here. So it's quite amazing. I mean, they took me, uh, somebody that's never actually raced before, and I was uh, somewhat competitive, only a second or two off of the, the fastest guys out there. So, And that's uh, largely, mostly um, to them, you know, to credit to them. So it's, it's been an amazing experience for me. Well, there you go, folks. Told you, Price Cobb is coaches some of the best techniques. And uh, Will Hardman, we've yeah, seen exactly, Will yeah. Hardman clean up in, in a very <laughs> short order as well. Well, my gosh, I got to say, this is just amazing. I love it. Judd, congrats on a phenomenal weekend. We'll look for you around Texas in that radical. Thank you, guys. I uh, enjoyed it, and I really appreciate it. Have a great, great evening. Keep Thanks, on winning. Man. <laughs> I'll do my best. Thanks. There you go. So, folks, there you oh, go. Yeah. More Speed is uh, the dealer in Texas, really well known. We'll put that out on social media and get you a direct link into that. Like yeah. I, said, I went to RadicalSportsCars.com. That's just, just what I was about to say. Yeah. Go to that website. It's all there. The story, I'm, what they do globally, et cetera. I've seen them out at Coda before in the garages. They are they do look really cool. Well, I'm glad it is because that's the only time I've ever heard of Radical. And it is so big yeah. in England. And, I mean, so many young drivers go that way because it, it's a cheap but fast and light. It, it's it, the, the key to it is you've got a lot of power. Um, and, you know, you've got <laughs> it, it, it teaches you racecraft really quickly. It's well, big. and it's a worldwide organization sure. for the racing series. And so you can uh, you can pick up some. In fact, I think there are some of them that will rent you a race car for the weekend mm -hmm. if you want to go to the U.K. or somewhere else and jump in one and race somebody there. Just have to take a different ID so they don't recognize your name. Sure, especially if it's Price Cobb. If you go to RadicalSportsCars.com, just click on the Go Racing. These guys are not a sponsor or anything. It was just cool stuff. Yeah, I know. And I was clicking on the Go Racing, and you're right. They're all over UK, Europe, 
they're radical North America, Middle East, Australian, Canada. They're all over. It's really cool. All right, guys, we just got a couple minutes left, but uh, Les, I wanted to ask you about Moto3. Moto3 was you were, phenomenal. So I didn't get to see Moto3 Moto3, okay, I won't spoil it for you guys, but definitely get in there and watch it, especially watch our buddy Jorge Martin, who, you know, just two weeks ago had a major off, broke his arm, and uh, some pretty serious injuries there. He's back. We're talking to back. Trans Am is back. And as the voice of Trans Am, I'm going to get my own plug in here. I was in mid-Ohio yesterday. And um, I tell you, we had Bill Elliott racing, the, the, the Hall of Famer, whose kid is running in NASCAR. We had Boris Set, loves it, uh, leading the championship, Ernie Francis Jr., Rafa Matos, ex-IndyCar driver, leading in TA2. Uh, we've got Janetta's another British mark, doing yeah. good. Doing I was looking really at those well. cars Trans today. Am. I was looking down the list of Trans Am cars in Trans Am that were eligible, and it was obviously Camaros and Corvettes and Mustangs and the M3s. British and stuff. Janetta, and, baby. And I went, Janetta, what is that? And I looked it up, and it kind of looks like an American GT is what it looks but like. But it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't. <laughs> uh, you you spent some time uh, you in the booth you share with the Dallenbach. Yes, I do. And Jake Dallenbach. So that's Wally's son, right? Yeah, it's 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 the it's the dynasty. I didn't realize his mom was a badass as well. So and he's uh, known for driving fast on the oh. street. <laughs> yes. Can uh, you we, tell that story? Yeah, yeah. We got pulled over on the way to the track, <laughs> uh, and and Jake was driving. And it was hilarious because the police officer's like, "Hey, you guys going to the racetrack?" <laughs> he saw your shirts or yeah, whatever. That's great. But he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't go. Do you, yeah. What do you do? You think you are a racing driver? No. He, but he didn't look at the name and go. Dallenbach. He yeah, didn't he's not a race guy, but yeah. Obviously not. Pretty funny. Uh, Who do you think you are? Sterling Moss? Anyway, right. Trans Am, you can watch it on Motor Trend On Demand as well as lots of other motorsport there. Uh, we're going uh, to Road America, which will be with Xfinity, um, with Trans Am. Uh, GoTransAm.com if you want to catch up with what's going on there. And yeah, it's, it's just awesome. And Trans Am, one of the oldest series in America. 52 years. Hey, I want to talk about another sponsor of our Formula One programming. You know, we do pre and post race shows uh, on uh, for Formula One every every Formula One weekend. But we have the new new sponsor, the F One Games from Codemasters. And I tell you, cool is that, guys? You know what's so good about it? It's not just a race game. Yeah, it's a career thing. You get to do the avatar. You get a career, and there's like there's you know get extra points with sportsmanship or or being good with the fat. There's it's a really all inclusive game. I really like it. Yeah, check it out. F One Games from Codemasters. All right, we gotta go. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on our website, SpeedCityBroadcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all the rest. We put out lots of content during the week, and we will talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.